can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. We can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits, conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. look to the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyze, we race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection. We learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision. where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Bread, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Traction MX Big MX Radio podcast show presented by Justified Cultures. You can go to justifiedcultures.com right now and receive 30% off your order by entering discount code 
BIGMX17. That's 30% off your entire order at justifiedcultures.com by entering discount code BIGMX17. As always, I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, and this is the BIGMX Radio Podcast Show. And with us on the line, we've got none other than the 203 in your program, number one in your hearts, Zach Commons. How's it going, brother? I'm doing well. Uh, really well at the moment, actually. Just uh, getting back into riding, so couldn't be happier. Absolutely. The the, the timing couldn't be better as uh, I was kind of thinking about you on the way home from work the other day. Like, What's Zach Commons up to? Last time I saw the guy, he was flying through the air. And then, uh, let's be honest, I didn't see you too much after that. Um, and uh, so you, you you were on the mend, obviously an arm injury since uh, the uh, the Arizona round in, in Glendale. Um, and what was the recovery from that like? And now uh, three days under your belt, uh, coming back to uh, to riding uh, tell us a little bit about that process, but starting with the obviously the what happened with the injury. When honestly, like I, I don't want to uh, make you feel any worse about it, but I think we were seeing uh, a Zach Commons that as a professional we hadn't yet seen. Oh, thank you. Um, I mean, it's a, there's a compliment in there somewhere, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it was a, it was a good yeah. I mean, it was a, a good step forward for me that night in Phoenix um, as far as qualifying better. And then in the heat race, I was I was running fourth pretty strong um, all the way through until just about a quarter lap to go. And then, um, yeah, I had a, a small mistake coming up to the triple and, and tried to pull the trigger on it anyways and cased it. And uh, I didn't – I mean, I just stepped off the motorcycle. It wasn't a bad crash by any means, but, um, you know, those triples are so so tall and, and so high that – That was a long <clears> one too. It was 85 It feet. was. It was. So the impact just of coming up, I came up five or six feet short, and just the impact of that, um, I broke my arm and dislocated my wrist. So it looked pretty, you know, those of those of the uh, listeners that follow me on Instagram have seen it was a, a bit of an S section on my on my arm. It looked pretty brutal. Um, no kidding. That's, yeah, it was, uh, it was, that's not good for the mojo. No, it was gross, but... Um, but it, it healed up pretty well. Um, so I had uh, I had an operation on that. I had surgery, a, a plate put in there, some screws to hold my arm together. And then obviously my wrist, they just sat back in because um, it was only dislocated. And unfortunately, it didn't break anything other than the one bone of my arm. Um, so, yeah, just went to healing and on the mend. And um, fortunately, got that, that process finished with pretty quick. Um, I was only out, I mean, I think it was maybe five, five and a half weeks post-surgery that I was able to get back on the bike. Um, and obviously got the all clear from the doctor and all of that. I wasn't, uh, wasn't ahead of the game by any means. Um, but just the fact that my body was able to heal that quick, it was um, a blessing for sure. For, uh, you, you, you said it best. Um, th- this is not the first time that you've unfortunately, this is unfortunately not the first time you've dealt with injury during your pro career uh and uh, and coming kind of on the heels of one of your best performances to date um was it ex- kind of especially difficult to kind of come back i wouldn't say come back but uh like just deal with the disappointment of of feeling about as good as you have on the motorcycle to looking at an s section that is your uh your 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 left wrist yeah i mean it's it's always frustrating i mean I think it applies to anyone, I mean, whether it's moto or not, but just when you work that hard for something and then to have it stripped away um, is always painful. I mean, that's always been my thing growing up as well, any injuries that I've had. Um, like, you just, you covet something so much and you put so much into it. It's like, oftentimes, you know, you see guys on the side of the track crying that are injured. And, I mean, those are like the toughest guys that, you know what I mean, the toughest guys out there. A lot of guys, I mean, I, I personally have never cried from the pain of an injury, but I've definitely wept some tears on the sidelines of the broken bone just because of the loss of um, potential that was there. Um, yeah, so yeah was, that was a big that. bummer. Exactly. So it was a big bummer at Phoenix. Um, just to like, I mean, all throughout the racing or throughout the, the whole evening, you know, to feel like, hey, I'm, I'm starting to, and over the season, I'm starting to make progress. And um, I, I know I can get where I want. I just need to keep persevering to get there. And then uh, just to, a, a, such a minute mistake, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's small stuff on Supercross track that bites you big. Uh, I have no one to blame but myself. So just try to learn from it and, and bounce back. Uh, can't really dwell on it too much. Uh, just got to find something positive to, to gain. 
So what was the uh, the procedure? You said you had surgery. What was the procedure to to mend the arm? And uh, how quickly after that did you have some mobility and some stability in a wrist that gets dislocated? I only imagine that there's some tendons that get stretched and that are very sensitive. I only have only dealt with shoulders, but uh, wrists where you have even more uh, articulation than a, than a shoulder does. So uh, can't be easy. Yeah, so the the wrist, I was actually fortunate enough that um, Dr. Alexander, who was the one that actually did the, the surgery for me, is uh, okay. part of the uh, Alpine Star Mobile Medical Unit. So he was like Excellent. the second guy, second guy to me when I was on the ground. Um, so he got to me and we he drove me back in the golf cart over to the medical unit, and he uh, gave me a little local shot, a little numbing, and um, he set the wrist right then. So the wrist was back in place and and getting all that. Wow, even with a broken bone in there. Yeah, so I mean that was right away because he had to actually set the bone as well because the bone was was way out of line. So he set both right then in the unit. I mean, wow, it's, it's pretty awesome to have those guys. Like I can't express enough how beneficial it is to have have that that medical unit out there. Um, so he X-rayed it right then and then set both of those into place. Um, but he was aware that the the bone wouldn't wouldn't stay there. Um, so I was able to schedule a doctor's appointment with him at his office for. Uh, for the following Monday, and then I went in and we set up a time for the surgery, and then uh, the surgery was just simply putting a, a plate in to hold that arm in, or that that bone in my arm in place, um, and then screws to hold hold the plate in, and then uh, I got a cast on there for I think three weeks, and then that came off for the final two weeks of healing, and he said, you know, once it was off, start really working on on getting all the scar tissue out and. Uh, range of motion in my in my hand and wrist and just start to work on getting that back. It was all pretty tight uh, for, for those two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in, in a lot of uh, your stick and ball sports, we talk about return to play, and there's a process needed to get there. You'd mentioned getting the, the scar tissue out and the range of motion. Uh, how soon after uh, the cast being off where did you seriously start to think about uh, gearing yourself up, loading up a, a two-wheeled machine, and uh, maybe not on a super cross track, but getting some of that throttle therapy, which is all too uh, necessary for a young man who uh, is pretty good at it, I might add. Thank you. Um, yes, I mean, I, I kind of like, I personally put that all in, in Dr. Alexander's hands. Um, I mean, he's very familiar with the sport and, and familiar with the, the level of urgency, but the, the care for safety that, that we all have as racers. Um, you know, you, you want to get out there as quick as you can, but you don't want to do any more damage or, or get out there too soon. Um, and so he had told me a, a, a specific benchmark and, and what he was looking for to see on the x-ray um, before he was comfortable with me getting on the track. And um, I actually was expecting it to be uh, hopefully this weekend that I was cleared. Um, and I went last Thursday, and, and he said, hey, you're, you're looking ahead of schedule. He said, the x-rays look really good. And he said, I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with you with you getting back on a bike. Um, you know, obviously, take it slow and, and ramp it up. Don't don't go straight to uh, straight to the Supercross course and start hitting whoops. But, you know, build up and, and get back into it. So I was pretty pumped on that. Um, and that was the fullest extent of my uh, – return to play process for this one specifically hey this is zach cummins from phoenix racing co you're listening to the big mx radio show we're going to commercial we'll be right back justified cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you quality comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the live what you love lifestyle woven throughout the moto desert skate and surf culture of justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation zach commons maddie jesse phoenix racing co dominique daffe cody matichuk and john short are just a few athletes who don justified cultures clothing passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day so we created justified cultures Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. This is a test of your racersindex.com awareness. 
This was a test to see if you're ready to be found at racersindex.com. Supercross and Arena Cross are coming up. Now is the time to secure your position on a team. Mechanics, models, riders, flaggers, team owners, production specialists, anything related to racing. Be found at racersindex.com. Click it for your ticket to be found and become part of the racing industry. Racersindex.com, your ultimate race production resource. Visit racersindex.com now. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. Fair enough. And, like, uh, unfortunately, um, like I said, you, you're, you're no stranger to this process. It, it's been, uh, I wouldn't say a theme, but it's some, been something that you've had to deal with during your, your young professional career. And there's, there's uh, um, I don't think there's really a, uh, a, a recipe for staying away from 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 injury it's just something that happens it's the it's it literally can happen to any rider at any time we saw that happen with yourself we saw that happen with ken roxon we've seen that with numerous different riders throughout this season uh you misjudge a specific session you uh you make a mistake right before a huge obstacle uh and and the the price is big because the the obstacles are, are are not for us mortal men you guys are absolute superheroes when you go and do your thing and i think that that's something that kind of people lose sight of because because um, I, I had uh, I was down at the at Toronto with uh, a friend of mine, and she she she's witnessed Paul Coates completely yard sale himself uh, off of one of the triples, and she's like it, like she it was almost taken aback by seeing someone crash because you guys make it so freaking easy. You guys make it look like it's butter, and all of a sudden when something goes wrong, it's it's a c- catastrophe. And I don't think Paul's returned back to racing since. So uh, like it's 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 something that uh, you guys. I have to have the poise of a gunfighter to basically uh, get back behind the saddle and uh, and pull the trigger on these these obstacles. Uh, all the while knowing that uh, you can't hesitate, you can't like uh, obviously right now you're you're getting uh, you're kind of like dipping your toe into uh, for motocross uh, sections or motocross tracks and stuff like that. But you will step yourself back onto a supercross track, I imagine, shortly. And when that happens. There's not a lot of rolling around that gets to happen out there. There's not a lot of uh, some sight. Will most likely be some sight laps. But once the trigger's pulled, the trigger's pulled, and there's triples, there's doubles, there's whoops. No, you name it. And there's no hesitant, easy way to approach those things. No, absolutely. Um, it's it, uh, there's there's big consequences for it. I mean, it, and that's the truth of it. With where we're at modern day, with just uh, what the motorcycles are capable of, and uh, what the tracks have come to now for for spectators and. And it's enjoyable. I mean, I don't mean it like it's bad for the racers. Um, it's, it's fun, and it's what separates separates the elite um, to have such challenging obstacles out there. Um, but like you said, the unfortunate part of that is that, you know, a, a challenging obstacle out of a turn with the current motorcycles that we have and what they're capable of, it's, it's got to be an 80-foot jump. It can't be a 15-foot a gap. And, and uh, the, the human body isn't really designed to to take an abrupt impact on that. You have to land, you know, in, in the sweet spot, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to be on point, you know, every lap, um, every time. And, and there's, there's always going to be slip ups and you just have to hope that they aren't, uh, aren't too severe that, that you end up sidelined. Um, like I have on this one. 
Fair enough. Well, um, it, it's it's an awfully good thing that you happen to have one of the best support systems at the races, I'm sure, throughout the week as well. Uh, your mom is an absolute gem. I got to meet her uh, and spend some time with her uh, throughout the, my, my stay in California. And your dad is an uh, the coolest moto dad. Got to meet him and just see the passion that he has and the care that he has for your your craft. And it's a, like almost I feel like sometimes it's a bit of a team effort between the two of you that uh, like you, you handle things. Things, he handles things, and it comes together in a nice, neat package, and that's really cool to to, uh, to see. Talk a little bit about the dynamic of uh, basically um, you carrying forward that family mentality from from amateur or all, all the way in through the through the pro ranks. Yeah, thank you for uh, thinking so highly of them. Um, I do as well. Um, and I mean, I would I would take that a step further with the family thing and, and say that you know we have um, with with Chris Elliott, our, our team manager, and, and Ryan Clark running our. Uh, our team, like it's just a lot of good people that are, you know, we all work together well and, and mesh together well. Um, so it feels it does have a, a big family feel to it um, at the races in the pit, uh, which yeah. is just hugely beneficial. And to have those those guys um, standing behind me and supporting me, um, like you said, with the the injuries that I've had thus far in, in my my young professional career, um, is something that I'm I'm very very appreciative of. Um, and yeah, it's it's definitely helpful. I mean, to have parents that have, I mean, it's I, I helpful is an understatement. Um, I, I, it would be impossible to do without um, the family backing that I've had for me personally, um, and from the help of, of Mitch Payton, who has has um, taken on a big part of that role as well. Uh, the last yeah. five five years of my amateur career and, and all of that would have not happened without um, just a massive support from the people around me. Um, and I think I think most motocross racers are in that situation at a certain point that they're by no means self-sufficient um, or independent. You, you know, you have to count on a on a team of people around you. And uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a great team working with me right now. Um, all people that I love and and uh, yeah, have have my best interests in mind. Absolutely, and I, 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 all jokes aside, you, you guys have I've I've referred to super motocross racers as delicate flowers as well as beautiful snowflakes. <laughs> you guys are. Uh, like uh, you, like you guys are are doing incredible things, and you need to be mentally ready. And in a lot of ways, and I, like there's been like you, people see both sides of the coin. Like they're they're men; they need to handle their own business. But um, at at some point, like if you're gonna have a mentor or someone that's going to be there on race day to give you what you need, as far as whether it be encouragement, whether it be a kick in the butt, who would know better what you need when you need it than someone that's seen you? from the very beginning of your first days on a motorcycle to your most triumphant days or your, like the, the days where you really started to have things click and that would be your uh, your family as well as uh, guys like Mitch Payton who have uh, kind of assumed a greater role in your career as a, like a, a full-blown mentor and uh, and guiding you through those people are essential absolutely yeah I mean I, I can't say that better myself I, I don't I don't even know how to build on that that was um very well said, and I, I just completely agree with you on that. Um, there isn't there isn't better someone to to assume that role than than someone that you know. There's and there's no one that cares about you as much as your own family. Um, so I mean, there's no there's no trainer or coach that's going to really you know what I mean stick to their guns as much or be as passionate about it or or put as much effort in as uh, someone that you know has that love for you. Uh, so yeah, I mean, with all sincerity, you know that's that's what it is. Yeah, um, totally. And the, the delicate flower side of that comes into play, and that you definitely need to be mentally prepared, and you need to be. But I mean, you do. You need to be mentally prepared. You need to be, uh, you know, taken care of a little bit, you know, at the races. And I've realized that now too. You know, you can't take on, you know, like the racers, the top racers. You can't take on too much responsibility. Um, a lot of the race top weekend. racers don't. If you, you yeah, like, and you it, it's, like it's Ryan, impossible too. Ryan I mean, the guy now. has five people around him to make yeah. sure that if he if he sneezes, he's got a a, a Kleenex at his side, like like. <laughs> Like literally, these he's got. Uh, I wouldn't say an entourage, but they've got people for just about everything. Like, and yeah. like, why would you not expect the same? Like, needing the same thing, especially if you're, say, either a small team or a privateer with even more disadvantages than the guy that's on top. Yeah, no, and I just I, I realize, you know, as I'm maturing, I realize the the benefits to to some of that. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be a, a prima donna by any means, um, <laughs> but. But you know, to, to take some of the responsibility off your shoulders on the race weekend is 
is certainly beneficial to what they'd be able to do. Um, You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hello? Uh, you hear me? You know. Yeah. Hello? We're, you're 100% right now. Am I back? Yep. Oh, sorry about that. You're back. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, where was that? I don't I lost my train of thought. We're, we're just talking about that support systems, but like speaking of a support system, you're with a brand new team this year. Uh, yeah, you're with a brand new yep. first year team and working with uh, Rockwell Nuclear Blast uh, Phoenix Racing Co. And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, like working with with Chris, uh, with Chris Elliott, working with uh, Ryan Clark. These guys know what they're doing. They've been around and uh, they've put a really cool program around you and, and, and supplied you with some some really top-notch supporters that uh, can put you on a machine that you can feel comfortable doing every obstacle at to the best of your ability. And like I've said like numerous times on this podcast, not only just this particular episode, when all you guys have to worry about is going fast, you can make something special happen. Definitely, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm very thankful for for what those guys have done and and what they're continuing to do. Um, you know, they they built a, a completely new program for this year with a new team, um, and the both of them, like you said, have a lot of experience prior to this. But um, for a first year operation, I think it's it's run really successfully. Um, everything around, you know, obviously my my racing has not gone perfectly, but that's that's on me and that's my performance and that's been due to injury um, primarily, and so. I hope you get that back and, and give them what I think they deserve and, and what they've certainly worked for. Um, there's been no shortage of work on, on their end, um, and I would like to deliver for that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've structured a, a team that was, you know, with with my best interest the whole way through, you know, because when they were developing developing the team from, from scratch, it was, uh, you know, I, I had a, a big part, you know, and I, I felt that. Yeah, um, I feel like they I built was, it around you. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I, I don't say that in a way that it was, but it was. It was. It was built to to benefit me as best possible. Um, yeah, and like you and were that's a awesome. piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, and so it's pretty awesome to to have people that are willing and capable to do that for you. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just I, I'm extremely grateful for that. And uh, yeah, I, like I said, I just want to deliver for them. It's um, it's a a big feeling and uh, not a burden, but a, a a, a positive, you know, responsibility to, you know, when you have that many people around you working that hard and, and you know what their goal is in sight and, and you have the same goal, it's like, man, I, I really need to get there and I, I want to get there. So uh, I look forward to the, the last couple of rounds that we have coming up with Supercross to, just to put the put the uh, the results in that, that our team deserves. You're better at segues than I am, my friend. I was just about to bring up the fact that uh, we got some uh, some more West, West rounds coming down the pipe. Um, obviously, uh, you want to dip your toes as as uh, as quickly as you can, but like I said, it's all systems go once you do. Supercross uh, is looming. Uh, I believe uh, the first round back is Seattle. Um, what 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 are your thoughts on the final? I believe it's three rounds uh, coming into yeah. and uh, for your own personal results. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm excited. Obviously, that I, I'm I'm really fortunate that we have this break. Um, it worked out massively to my advantage. Um, and that now the arm or the series? What's that? The break no, in the no, arm the, the, the series. series. No, the break in the series, not the break in the arm. No, I wasn't happy about the break in the arm by any means. There's there's no positive twist to the break in the arm. Um, no. But the break in the series has helped me, uh, given me time to obviously recover from from the arm. Um, and then I still have some time to, to get back going and get up to speed. Um, so yeah, our first round of back will be Seattle and that's on the eighth. And then we have an off weekend for Easter, I believe. And then, uh, and then Salt Lake. Um, so yeah, I have not, not that long now. Um, so I, I plan to finish up riding, plan to, plan to finish up riding outdoors this week and then hopefully jump on the super crush track start of next week and uh, get comfortable there a little bit and, and start really clicking it off end of the week. And then for the following, I think, two weeks I'll have going into uh, into Seattle. 
For sure. So anytime you spend any any amount of off, off the motorcycle, you guys don't usually spend that much time off. Uh, I often spend uh, as much as six months off the motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> although my hands never uh, quite get uh, uh, like a like an office mouse, uh, thanks to my my occupation. Your hands probably a little softer, and uh, also some aches and pains that uh, you just use on a motorcycle. You use muscles that you you can't replicate in, in any type of gym exercise. So uh, how's the body been since coming back? And obviously the hands must be a little blistered up yeah definitely um you hit the nail on the head with the uh with the alternative muscles as well i um it normally doesn't get me too bad but but after i i went out monday and tuesday riding and uh obviously i had missed riding quite a bit so i put in some long motos right out the gate um like monday when i first hit the track i stayed out for like 30 minutes and then came back and then tuesday i started off the same way with a 30 minute moto right away um and tuesday afternoon i was feeling it I was feeling it. Like lower lower back was hurting pretty bad, and then my neck was real sore. But but by Wednesday I felt good, and today it felt a lot. Oh, oh sorry about that. Um, I felt a lot better. Um, and my phone's doing funny stuff. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. I can hear you just fine, my friend. Okay. Um, yeah, I felt a lot better, but but my hands are blistered up like crazy, which is weird because I didn't. I mean, I, it was only five weeks, but big blister on my thumb, and then. Uh, my left hand's been just a little sore just from not using it a whole lot. And so I've been gripping different. So I've got a big blister on my palm as well. Um, now you're breaking up. Do you hear me now? Yes. This is frustrating. I'm sorry. Freaking California. I'm not moving at all. I mean, I'm sitting perfectly That's fine. Still. It's the wind. It's the it's, Canadian internet, let's be honest. It's the, it's the coastal breezes out here. It's this warm weather. All the things you don't have up there in Canada. Now you're just rubbing it in. <laughs> um, yeah, so just blisters and, and, and you know, and achy, achy muscles and whatever. I mean, nothing too severe, nothing too bad. Um, nothing that overcomes the joys of, of being back out on the track, obviously. Fair enough. And I, you hit the nail on the head here, man. Like, it's it, – the, these – um, you're excited to get back on the track. You want to push it, but you, you like your your body won't. Uh, I wouldn't say it won't let you, but you you're is like the maybe maybe the best thing for your current kind of like easing your way into it is those those signs that the body's a little sore, uh, the the hands are a little bit soft, and it's not letting you just absolutely go uh, crush laps like like, like uh, over and over and over again. I think that's a, a good way to get back into things. And then well, uh, I, I would like to mention it, it hasn't been stopping me. It's just been hurting. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I got the blisters, but I'm that. I'm still doing the laps. I just got the blisters. I just got some bloody gloves. That's all. Thirty minutes. <laughs> like I don't, I don't. I'm not even too sure if if I did three motos, I don't think I'd do thirty minutes. <laughs> I'm not even lying to you. Like, yeah, I'm like, well, a, I mean, I'm a three lap wonder at best. My approach right now is that I just, I mean, what's missing at the moment for this first week is just comfortability on the bike. I just need to get comfortable. And the only way to do that is, is by putting in laps. So the most laps I can put in from, you know, Monday to Friday, the the better I'll feel come next Monday. Um, and I'll be able to recover over the weekend. So just trying to get a lot of laps in under me and, uh, the quality of those laps is improving with each coming lap, obviously, just because I'm getting yeah. more comfortable and, and back into sync with the motorcycle. Um, so, I mean, the bike is good and we've, 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 am I breaking up? No, you're good. Okay, yeah, the bike the bike is good, and we've got it all set up. It's not like I need to do more testing, um, and I really just want to get back to to what my speed was. So it's like just getting getting there again is is a matter of burning laps and and hitting sections, and um, just trying to get as much of it in as I can in a in a short amount of time. And then uh, you know, like I said, there's there's time to recover when we're done. Hey, this is Zach Cummins from Phoenix Racing Co. You're listening to the Big MX Radio Show. We're going to commercial. We'll be right back. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com. That's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now. And check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims. Pick your hubs. Pick your spokes. Even pick your nipples and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. 
The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing product. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying it. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it. These guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market, from supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses, clear lenses, 10-packet tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral Brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means the return of legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four-strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Leninovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today. And never settle. Hey, this is Adam with Vexy MX, and you're listening to the Big MX Podcast Radio Show. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know if, why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 Speed, too. There you go. And uh, how's working with uh, Antoine? I got to know your uh, your very French mechanic uh, <laughs> in the short time that I was down in, in California. The guy is a he's a man of few words, mainly because of the few words he knows in English. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, what's it like working with the kid? I know he's he's a perfectionist. He uh, he he likes when you go really fast. Uh, yep. And uh, and and then uh, when uh, he he seems to be in, in, in less of a good mood when you seem to struggle. So um, <laughs> like uh, to put that lightly. But uh, what's it like working with the guy? Because he seems to be striving for your your greatness just as much as you are. Yeah. Um, Antoine was a, a really good fit. Um, I mean, he's very French, and I think that's what you were trying to get at with all of those those sneaky terms you were throwing in. He, he's very yes. French, which is in, at times almost condescending, but it's motivational. Um, and he did care a lot, um, and he does care a lot. Um, unfortunately, uh, just after my injury, Antoine had to go back to France for a while. 
um, just with the way his Trump visa. And all, yeah, that was my joke, but he was in defense of Trump. I, I'm not sure why. Um, but, uh, yeah, just with the way his visa worked out, whatever it was, he had to go back for a while. Um, so he's hoping to come back out to the U.S. and and um, and be a mechanic again. Um, in the I don't know, in a few weeks, he's hoping, or I'm not sure exactly how long it'll be. He's working all of that out right now, um, and I'm staying in touch with him because we we became friends over the time. But yeah, his work ethic was was awesome. I mean, he was a phenomenal mechanic. Um, yeah, like like no one that I've yeah, like no one that I've worked with before. I mean, very very capable with the motorcycle, and then oddly capable with like we were at the track and I would go to the practice track, just he and I, and he, he took on the role of um, almost like technical coach, you know I mean? He would give advice on, you know, I mean, even like transition points and corners. Hey, I think you should stand up to there and sit here um, in far fewer words than I just put it um, because of the limited yeah. English. But, uh, but yeah, he was just really beneficial all around. Um, and he helped me with, with moto structures and, and, um, and yeah, it was he was a, a great tool to have um, through the the little bit of the off season that he was with me, and then yeah, through the the Supercross races that he did. So I, I I know he enjoyed it, you know, getting to come over to the U.S. and and do Supercross. Um, and I, I could not have been any better for me. I mean, I couldn't have picked a better situation. Right on. Well, that, that's good to see, and uh, I, I do hope that that kid's back, and I hope that maybe I can uh, afford a flight out to uh, either Seattle or, or Salt Lake or maybe even Vegas to see you at one of those rounds. Um, and, uh, no, it, it, th- it seems like all things coming together. Uh, completely kind of, I wouldn't say off-topic, but uh, um, a guy, like, uh, right as you kind of exited the Supercross series was the emergence of not only, uh, or not say with the emergence, but the uh, come-back-to-action of... Pro Circuit and and Mitch Payton's team, which has been, uh, I would say, less than uh, has not been performing to his ex- expectations over the last couple of years, and since then has rattled off uh, a number of races, uh, race wins in the 250 class. Speak to that a little bit. Justin Hill ripping off race wins, podiums, uh, and then of course uh, finishing that off with a good friend of yours who finally made his way back to the top step of the podium in his, a triumphant victory just this last weekend, Adam Cincerolo, in a lot, in, in very emotional fashion. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, uh, I mean, they've been doing really well. And uh, I was actually joking around. Uh, I went out to Glen Helen today, and I parked. Mitch has got his Supercross tracks out there, so I parked up by the Supercross track, and uh, Justin Hill was riding, and then I was riding the outdoor track. But we were, you know, mingling, and I was joking around about how good he looked on the Supercross track was, was simply because of how good the bike worked because of all my, my preseason testing I did for him. Yes. Um, and, and he laughed back and then he said, You're it welcome. is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah he, he, but he did, he, he joked around and he, he said, thank you. And there was some sincerity to it, but obviously he's riding really well. Um, yeah. And all those guys are. And, and yeah, I mean, when I'm, when I'm sidelined, like, I mean, and even when I'm at the track, I want to see, you know, the, the people that helped me be successful. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, when I'm sidelined, there's, there's no one better to see doing well than those guys. Um, you know, the the first, I want to say the first two weeks of my injury, or, or maybe the later two weeks, I don't know, there were two or three weeks um, that I that I wasn't racing, that um, that Mitch wasn't wasn't going to the races as well. He was staying home, and so I went over to his house, and he and I would watch the race together, and it was uh, certainly beneficial to me, being in his company with them, finishing on the top step. Uh, might have been a little awkward having dinner after a loss, so uh, thankful to those guys for making, thankful to those guys for making my weekends a little better when I was sidelined for sure. Yeah. Like watching a race with a guy like Mitch, like I, I find that like, I, I find myself standing next to uh, a guy like Roger DeCoster and I, he, he's looking at things that I'm not looking at. It just, they watch the sport differently. Do you kind of find that when, when you're watching with Mitch, like, or he notices things that you would never like the, 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 the average person wouldn't even be cognitive of. Um, I think the average person to a certain extent, I think I'm, I'm personally pretty observant, pretty vigilant. Um, so we, we tend to notice similar things. Um, yeah. but I, I, I'm by no stretch of the imagination saying that I have the same perspective that he does of it. I mean, you don't get to the level that he's at by, uh, thinking the same way as everyone else. You know, he's, he's got, uh, a well-proven talent for, for picking riders that other people didn't see to do well. Um, and then winning championships with them. So, yeah. I, I don't know that we're looking at the same things all the time, but the stuff that he does mention tends to be stuff that I'm somewhat aware of. Um, so it, it's it's fun to watch and um, and be that invested in it with him, you know. And um, 
and then yeah, like you said, they're they've been doing really well. You know, uh, Adams' win was was really really big, and and I was pretty pumped. You know, it was a pretty emotional night for for those guys, and uh, fortunately for for Mitch, he was back out there at Daytona, so he got to be a part of that. And then I was watching from home, and I was pretty stoked for Adam being a, a good friend of mine for a really long time, and he deserves it. So long road back yeah. for him, but that's um. You know, that's what the sport's about, perseverance and, and guys fighting. And, you know, you always root for the underdog, and he's never been the underdog before. And he was a, a deep underdog for a while. You know, a lot of people wrote him off, I think. Um, and it, it's pretty awesome to see that that fight through of doubt and, um, you know, come back to the top and, and reach it. It's like it shows that your hard work will get you there. Absolutely. And it's just like the, the, the proof of the pudding is in the eating and the fact that uh, if you yourself put in that work, you can uh, like basically achieve your, your potential and, and, and uh, realize all, the, all that. Um, I, I actually like just to, to, to continue just to touch on uh, the, the Adam thing just for a second. The fact that like I was, I often have a lot of free time to think at work because uh, I, I do have a pretty monotonous job. And I was thinking, <laughs> myself, like, unfortunately, I, I wasn't in Daytona and I wasn't at the press conference. But if I was, what I would ask Adam, and honestly, the only thing I could come to my head was that how many races, like to, to Adam, how many races do you have to win before the media stops treating you like a Band-Aid? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It just, honestly, the, the, his yeah. demeanor, that like even when I was talking with him and the couple of interviews that I did with him this last in the last six weeks, like, he just, like, he almost, like, this kind of like a, like, I'm I'm done with people treating me like I'm my arms gonna fall off like I'm good yep. I'm like I'm fit my body's a hundred percent there's no <laughs> nagging injuries here there's like I'm I, I I'm 20 years old I'm supposed to I'm in the best shape of my life I'm just getting back to where I was supposed to be yep yeah like and that, I I think we'll I think we'll see that um yeah I, I think we'll see that change I mean I, and I'm being optimistic of course but I think we'll see that that media perception of him change over, over the, the finishing of this season. Um, I don't oh, think yeah. it'll be that long before the media has a, and I, I mean, I, I don't think that the perception has been horribly negative of him, but um, as far as, you know, being injury prone, but, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. There has been a, a stigma to some sense. And um, I think he'll, I think he'll erase that um, in a very short time. Right, I just, I just, I, I noticed this. The tone that people were speaking to him in was very like, yeah. like, yeah. is everything good? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, did you like, did, did, you had a cough or like, are, yeah, like, it's are almost, you gonna... almost, almost sympathetic while they're speaking. Yeah, but there's, but there's nothing wrong and nothing but to be sympathetic. This kid's a badass, and he's just gonna sure. like, go rip it. Yeah, like, no, I mean, yeah, I think he's gonna have a, a great remainder to his season. Um, cool, just. You know, with with uh, the confidence that I'm sure he now has from that race, um, the ability that that everyone knows that he has, um, I think that yeah, I think it'll speak yeah, for itself. Yeah, the kid's we'll got see. the kind of talent to to if 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 things if he's feeling it, he could run the table for the for the rest of the series. And I, I I could honestly mm-hmm. I, I confidently say that. Yeah, I mean, you could look at his 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 rookie season and say that that's yeah. very much possible. Yeah. For sure, um, but finishing off with you, uh, I know that uh, um, of course this is a podcast about yourself. Uh, like, let's be honest, we only talked about Adam Cincerello for maybe like five minutes there. If, yeah, if we not. could do we but, could do an opinion podcast one time. It'll we'll just oh, come in and we'll just talk about should. solely other riders, just shit talk everyone, <laughs> and we won't give our names. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll work. That'll bigger, work well. <laughs> no, it won't. But uh, um, you were on a Supercross-only team. Uh, last year, you were able to uh, ride select rounds on the West Coast for uh, for for the uh, the basically it was a, the first few rounds of uh, it was on a KTM last uh, last summer with uh, with Phoenix Racing Co. Uh, I understand that's the plan as well as well as uh, you may uh, if if someone was to come knocking like uh, like the the Panikrev uh, uh, guys, then I know you've been active with them. Uh, it, do you see that kind of in in your future? As far as the, the the filling up your summer goes, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, to take that in in kind of two parts, like yeah, I mean, I, I plan to do um, or at least the West Coast swing of outdoors um, with uh, with the team that I'm with right now, with the Phoenix Racing guys and, and all the bikes that I'm on, um, and get a few outdoors in there. Um, the plan at the moment is not to do the whole series. Obviously, I would love to um, if the opportunity was afforded to me, but uh, it's not the plan at the moment. But we'll be at the openers. Um, so definitely be ready. 
Um, and I'm looking forward to that and, uh, you know, trying to put in some success there as well. Um, you know, there's just more opportunities to showcase what I'm capable of. And, uh, you know, I plan to do that. And then, uh, yeah, like you said, that gives you quite a bit of downtime during the summer. Um, so along with, you know, I'm obviously going to school right now online. And so college courses, um, and then training will stay up. So that'll, that'll fill up a lot of my time. And then, uh, yeah, to segue into the, the, the panic rev guys, um, I, uh, been kind of growing into being a part, a larger part or more involved with, with that ministry. Um, I go to their, their Bible study, um, on Monday night with, uh, John Scott Parkinson's, um, and then a, a group of riders and friends and we all meet up and, and have a little Bible study. So I've gotten to be really close with those guys. Um, and I helped out with one of their camps um, a couple months back um, as a trainer. And then, yeah, I just talked to John the other day, and I'm, I'm hoping to get more involved with that over the summer and, and start working with those guys and be at, at hopefully all of their summer camps and, and just start to do some more stuff and, and progress with them. Um, you know, because my faith is a, a really big and a really, you know, um, quickly growing part of my life. Um, so I, I hope to be more involved with that and, uh, just have more things that, you know, lead me toward faith and, and, uh, my relationship with, with God and with Jesus. Cool. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear that, my friend. It's, it's, it's all, uh, coming together for you. And uh, I'm glad to hear that you're back on the bike, twisting the throttle and getting that all too important throttle therapy that we love so much. Um, I, before I let you go, I'll give you an opportunity to throw throw out some uh, some thank yous and some love to some of those supporters, uh, because uh, more than just sponsors, you have a ton of supporters that help you do what you do. I do absolutely, um, and I, yeah, I mean, I, we've touched on on the majority of them, um, the people that are really really helping me to be out there. You know, the the whole team with the the Phoenix Racing um, Rockwell Nuclear Blast team has been uh, so loyal and, and um, supportive to me um for a while now and and i can't thank them enough for that you know um dundee over at justified cultures has been just the same way um there's people that just become family really quick um and support you like they've known you your whole life and and it's cool to have people that are that invested in you and, and support you that much so just can't give enough thanks to them you know as well as uh fxr for giving you the sickest cool <laughs> gear ever fxr as well yeah uh, form of boots. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of sponsors to list down. Um, and there are a lot of great people and, and everyone is, um, and I, I just hope to give them all the, the results that, you know, I know that they're working for and, um, that I'm capable of in these, these last few rounds of Supercross and then those, those opening rounds of outdoors. So we've got some more opportunities ahead and, and I'm actually really excited for it and, and optimistic. Um, you know, just glad to be back on the bike and, and back to work and I'm looking forward to it. And it's going to be a, a good final swing. Cool, man. Well, as always, I appreciate the time. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there.